welcome to season five of the Presently Engaged podcast. This is where you'll find short, friendly, Jesus-focused encouragement to live intentionally right where you are. I'm Mandy Pollack, and I'm really glad that you are here. This season, I'm adding something new. The first part of the podcast will have a devotional thought sourced from life as always. Then we will end the podcast with a scripture reading. I'll be reading the English Standard Version of a passage. This will give us the opportunity to center our minds on Jesus and our hearts on his word. Because lives will change as we engage with God's word. I'm cheering you on as you live purposefully right where God has placed you. Because you, friend, you're making a difference. After the shepherds went back to their flocks, after the last reverberations of the song of the angels faded away, after Mary and Joseph removed their precious cargo from the manger and found the next place that they would call home, after Anna began to tell all who would listen that their redemption was near, curious visitors arrived looking for Jesus. They're called wise men in some texts. Others refer to them as magi, yet others calls them kings. Shrouded in tradition and mystery, let's set aside things we've heard about the wise men and simply read what the text says in Matthew 2, 1 through 2. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. So foreigners arrive in Jerusalem inquiring about a king so powerful that a star announces his birth. All Jerusalem hears the news. In answer to their searching, the religious experts reveal that yes, there actually is a great prophecy that supports their hunt. All the chief priests and scribes assemble to parse the news. A star has appeared. The chief priests held the promise in the pages of their scriptures. They knew it well enough to point to it when Herod wanted to know where the child was to be born. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. A ruler would come, a shepherd would rescue. If this had been a Disney movie, mystical wise men would have arrived in the capital city with the accoutrements of a long journey dangling alongside their camels. Of course, there would be three because tradition. Distinguished, handsome, and well-spoken, they would embark on a search throughout Jerusalem asking everyone everywhere where they could find the king of the Jews. One of them would fall in love with a fair maiden. She would seem like a damsel in distress at first glance, but she would reveal herself as creative and curious. The Magi specialize in navigating by stars, and she would happen to be great at terrestrial landmarks. Together they would combine their skills and passions while rescuing a mistreated dog and sharing some of their gold with a widow that gave them shelter for the night. The entire city becomes aware of their search for a new king. Herod, the current king, starts to do his own research. He assembles all those who study such things, and they tell him of a great prophecy. A mighty ruler would be born in the tiny town of Bethlehem. News travels through the entire city like lightning. The shopkeeper whispers to the housewife. The housewife tells the farmer. The farmer confides in the soldier. When morning comes, the travelers pack their things and prepare to set out for Bethlehem. 
the one man's new girlfriend comes too, along with the dog who has become their mascot and traveling companion. As they set out, the entire city gathers to watch. Tension builds. The wise men walk through the city in silence. All who met them and heard of them watch from the windows, the market stalls, and the side of the main road. Herod glowers through the window of his dark room. Suddenly, one little boy grabs the hand of a kind wise man. He whispers, I want to see the king too. One by one, citizens and chief priests alike join the crowd of pilgrims. They've heard of this Messiah, this ruler, this shepherd all their lives. They are absolutely not going to miss the chance to find out more. Could it be true? Could this be the fulfillment of the prophecy? They have to see it for themselves. The music swells, the cellos and brass crescendo. The camera pans the crowd, then zooms in on the three wise men who started it all by having the crazy idea that a star in the sky meant a new king who had been born in a faraway land. They look to the sky on their way to the king, and the camera pans to the star shining away. But this, this is not a Disney movie. As far as we know, a group of wise men entered Jerusalem looking for a new king, and only a group of wise men left the city on their way to Bethlehem. If the Magi had come to your town, would you have gone with them to search for the Christ? And what of the chief priests and scribes? What of those who had heard and studied scripture their whole lives? Those who had studied prophecies about the Messiah all their lives did not go to the Messiah when his star appeared. What would you have done? God's promise through the prophet Jeremiah extended to these searchers from the east, even if they had never heard it. Jeremiah 29, 13 and 14 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. This is your promise as well. It is my promise. It is the promise extended to every human on this glorious earth of ours. God responds to seekers and searchers. If you are searching for God, if you are looking for him in the midst of your heart, if you haven't yet discovered where he is at work but are committed to seeking that out, take heart. God loves the searcher. 2 Chronicles 15.2 records a great promise and a great warning. The Lord is with you while you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Rather than our hypothetical fairy tale ending, we have the truth recorded in scripture. Those searching for him did indeed find Jesus. The wise men presented their kingly gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. Every single person in Jerusalem who heard the news of a king and chose not to search it out missed the opportunity to see the king. Instead, years later, the king would come to them himself. But that's another story. Join me as we read Luke 1. This is the word of the Lord. Inasmuch as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, 
having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. In the days of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah of the division of Abijah, and he had a wife from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren and both were advanced in years. Now while he was serving as priest before God when his division was on duty, according to the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And the whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. And the people were waiting for Zechariah, and they were wondering at his delay in the temple. And when he came out, he was unable to speak to them, and they realized that he had seen a vision in the temple, and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. And when his time of service was ended, he went to his home. After these days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and for five months she kept herself hidden, saying, Thus the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me, to take away my reproach among people. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. 
And behold, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country, to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to the father, inquiring what he wanted him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors, and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. And his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. 
And the child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day of his public appearance to Israel. As you make selections for your holiday giving this year, this is your super friendly reminder that The Question Habit, my latest book, looks really great in a stocking and underneath a tree. It's all about building resilient relationships with God and others one question at a time. You can find out more at thequestionhabit.com. You can also download free conversation starters for all those family get-togethers, parties, and heart-to-heart conversations you want to have this season. Once again, that's thequestionhabit.com. Because asking questions and listening well can take every relationship 